This is the Day Camp Pod from Go Camp Pro, bringing you the best ideas, strategies, and discussions in the day camp industry. You can find our show notes at daycamppodcast.com. Welcome to our mini pod on Teen Camp Art Projects. We're doing this with Cricket Sneering. And I was lucky enough to go to one of her sessions at Mid-States Camping Conference several years ago and absolutely loved all of her fantastic ideas. So Cricket, can you tell us how you ended up being the craft guru? Yeah, I um, I went to Girl Scout camp as a kid and, you know, all of the crafts we did were I think they probably spent a hundred dollars on glue and everything was that we could find in the woods and God's eyes and wood disc and wood burning with the sun and, you know, that kind of thing. And then I was an art major in college, art ed. And then when I, I moved East and I was an arts and crafts person at a camp and I just really love to make crafts and share the knowledge of people. I've done a lot of sessions at Tri-State over the years and with crafts. And, um, you know, when I started, you had to have a whole library of books because there was no internet there. You couldn't Google, you couldn't find Pinterest, um, all of that kind of thing. And there's just so many things to do. And, and camps have such a wide range of how they do crafts and what they do. Some people only do kits. Some people don't buy any kits. Some people work out of a milk crate that they take to a picnic table. And some people have big um, arts and crafts buildings. And I was lucky enough to work for a private camp that had a beautiful art facility. So um, you know, now I retired and I'm doing ceramics at a camp in the Adirondacks as long as COVID's okay next summer. So I just continue to do that. And I do a lot for friends and, and, uh, kind of help people when they need some ideas. That's amazing. Well, we put together just a few projects for teen campers because when they're older, they like to do uh, more complicated projects. Um, if you have a camp such that you can do several days, they like to do projects that can go in stages. Um, and it's both about the process and the product at this age. It's no longer just, you know, the process. So um, my first project is slipper socks, which all of our notes and um, video for me and beautiful examples for crickets projects are all going to be on our show notes at daycamppod.com. So if you don't feel like we explained the project thoroughly, everything is written down for you and um, with visual aids on the notes. So slipper socks, you can take any pair of old uh, socks. Tube socks work great. I don't know how many people use tube socks anymore. <laughs> but um, you take the puffy fabric paint and you would do the bottom of your uh, foot first with whatever shapes you want to do, dots, stars, um, whatever you want to put on there. And you can do the back of your sock uh, with the paint and then you have to let it dry overnight. The next day you can flip it and decorate the rest. Um, the puffy paint acts as a non-skid surface for you. So then you can wear those old socks as your slipper socks around the house. So that's a quick, easy one. Over to you, Cricket. Okay, the first thing I'm gonna um, talk about is decoupage because um, I think that decoupage is just a really fun thing. Everybody's will turn out different. And what um, Sam mentioned about having some choices for kids when they're older, they don't want to walk into a room and get all of exactly the same materials. But if you have things and they can choose, they can easily do um, tray, little trays with decoupage. They can do uh, 
flower pots. They can do little boxes, can do glass with tissue paper, and then you can give them a, a light to put in. I'm a firm believer, and I love the traditional old Mod Podge, which works really well. You don't have to glue anything on first when you're doing it, whether it's tissue paper, fabric. You can use wrapping paper, napkins, pictures. You can really do anything on, on a piece that's decoupage. And they now make Mod Podge in like 19 varieties, you know, this kind for fabric and this for outdoors or whatever. So you can pick one, but the basic old Mod Podge works really great. The thing to remember when you're decoupaging anything, though, is that you really need to give some time to let it dry, and it may take them more than one time. Once it's dry, they can write on it with Sharpies. They can add some paint to it. There's a lot of things you can do, but Mod Podge is water um, soluble, so your brushes wash out very easily, but at the end, you may want to put some kind of polyurethane spray coat on everything just to make sure that it works. And if you have a tray um, that you have things that are raised, you can also do a resin pour, which is usually that's something that the staff would do at a later time, not when the kids were were there. And that will cover um, things that they were putting bigger tickets or their ski um, tags or anything like that. But I think decoupage gives them a chance to really um, have some choices, show their interest. They're working with other kids while they're doing it. So it's that process too, that they're they're sitting there and working and helping each other. And I think that's one of the, the good things. Um, a lot of people uh, mentioned in my show notes, but a lot of people buy little tags or make little stick-on tags that they can put on the bottom of their projects. So it says um, Camp Walden or Sesame Rockwood Day Camp or whatever, so that somebody knows where that project was made. That's also a good thing for younger kids' projects too. But I think decoupage is just a really good um, good thing to do with, with teens. And my show notes have a lot of ideas and a lot of links and resources for uh, decoupage ideas. There's so many, so many examples of different ways you can go with it. That is very cool. So um, you had your next one you had, I believe, was duct tape. Yeah, duct I love tape. duct tape. Duct tape seems to be the hot thing. You know, it used to just be the gray duct tape that you could uh, use around camp and you could even repair your canoe if you had a leak and all that kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with gray, good old gray duct tape. However, there's so many great colors now that you can do. And the, the problem with duct tape, and you'll see in some of the links that I put, that people say it's really hard to, to use scissors to cut duct tape. It sticks together. You get residue on your scissors. So if they are cutting with scissors, it's important that every once in a while you clean them off. And whether it's with Goo Gone, um, there's a lot of different um, products that can clean that residue off of your scissors. Another way to do it is to use a cookie sheet, just an old metal cookie sheet. And you put your duct tape on in pieces, depending on what the projects are going to be. And then you can use a box cutter, which if, if teens are taught how to use this and where their hands go, they can, they can also cut. But that way you can then just cut your pieces and all the, all the kids have to do is peel them off and use them. And it's a really good way to eliminate that. And it works really well when you do something like a flower because you want certain sizes. And um, duct tape is pretty expensive. It's pretty pricey. It goes a long way. You know, if you're going to do something like cover a box or you're going to make a wallet, 
you're going to need more duct tape. So I suggest that you really uh, look when there's sales. And if you're looking for just colors like black and red and white and the, the traditional gray, you can even buy those at a big box store in bigger rolls than what you can buy from the companies that are now making all the really fun duct tape. And it's really amazing how how uh, interesting the, the projects come out. Um, it's good to have for them to have some idea of what they're going to do. So you have some some amount of it. I also put in my notes, if you're running low on a color, like for instance, if if you were doing a black and white check um, on a box and that roll is running low and this child still has a project to finish, when you put the project away for the next time, put the roll of duct tape with it. So when they come back to finish, the duct tape's not gone. Great um, idea. It's one of those one of those things in camp, you kind of have to control it because people will want to come in and take it and use it other times. But I really do like the method of putting the duct tape on um, on a cookie sheet. And there were also, there's some links where people actually buy the, what they call a self-healing mat at the um, fabric store. And that's how you would cut fabric for um, quilting. And you put your ruler down and you can cut it on that also. And it's got lines. But I do like the method of um, doing it on a, a metal cookie sheet. That's amazing. Did you just happen on that? or? Um... Well, actually, the idea came from the Handwork Studio in Narberth. They were doing a session at Tri-State making the flowers. And uh, they had big metal cookie sheets. And they had already put all the duct tape pieces on because it was a time factor. And it, it's just so easy because you've yeah. you've got it on your, your board and all you have to do is just pull it off. And then they have the size, the size duct tape that they want. So it it's just an easy way to do it. It's also an easy way to do it if you're going to make duct tape beads because you can cut them in the triangles ahead of time. And then they can wrap them over straws and then cut them in nice. pieces and make beads. So again, that's it's a, there's so many ideas on the internet and so many people... Um, making different things with duct tape today. And those projects last forever. The duct yeah. tape is indestructible. <laughs> well, and, they, and they can be useful, whether it's, you know, whether it's the box or the pen, it's something they can make. And I, and just a quick thing with all the projects, I think it's really good to teach the kids to do things that um, like decoupage, it, it costs almost nothing if you, depending on what you want to make, put it on. But that's something that they could then make for their holiday presents for their family or their friends. I don't buy any presents. I make everything that I give away. So, um, you know, whether it's stamping or I don't usually make duct tape projects to give to my friends, but you know, I've done decoupage before and it's really a, a fun way for people to do something. And in the economy today, it's hard for people, many people to just go out and buy a lot of gifts. And if they could make them, um, it's, it just is a life lesson, I think. So that's something that I really enjoy. I love those projects that can be used as fidgets at home while you're doing things like, you know, knitting, um, crocheting, any of those mm -hmm. kind of things that keep your hands busy. Right. And then you come out with a project. My daughter right now is into embroidering jeans, which has been amazing. Like so goes round, comes around. I graduated, right. you know, I graduated from high school in 1969 and I had embroidered jeans and, you know, we, we did the, like our monogram down on the bottom. And um, so 
it is what goes around comes around. Embroidery, yeah. <laughs> embroidery is back, and it is a it is a pretty good skill to to know, and it's pretty easy and inexpensive to do. So that's fun. As a camp counselor, too, never fear bringing back something old that you learned when you were young because it's new to the kids you're working with, and they'll probably love it as well. Well, so. that's that's one of the things I think with doing crafts with any of the kids at camp. The staff who come to arts and crafts with the kids will say, "Oh, we did this last year." But you, those kids weren't in that art room last year. And right. so that decoupage flower pot is new to them. It may not be new to you, but it's new to them. So sometimes that that lesson for staff is important to learn. Absolutely. Well, my second one, uh, teen campers love to have their name at somewhere in the room if they're going to be there for more than a day or two. Um, and they like to take it home and put it on their window as well. So I've got bubble letter letter window clings, um, which most of the materials are inexpensive. The glass paint is not is expensive. Um, if you take the uh, a piece of paper and draw your bubble letter name on it and then slip it into one of the plastic uh, report sleeves, um, you can use that as your tracing um, that tr you can trace what's underneath, what's inside. So you would take your letting, liquid letting to do your outside of your um, letters. And um, you would have to let that dry overnight, sometimes two days, depending on how thick they put it on. And then you would need to put, uh, do your glass paint. Once your outside is done, then you fill it in with whatever colors you want with all the different letters. Um, once you brush on your glass paint, you need to let that sit for two days until it's completely dry. And then you can just peel it right off of that plastic report cover and stick it on a window. Um, they usually last almost a year before the sun completely starts to deteriorate them. And then the kids have a little bit of identity there at camp. That's a cool idea. I like that. And those sleeves are, I'm addicted to those sleeves, whether it's putting instructions in them or photos of ideas for the kids. So then they could leaf through a book and look at an idea because some, some kids just, it's in their head and they can just do it right away. And there's some that need to have um, examples or, Whatever. Right. So I, I love photo sleeves. They're pretty, yes. they're pretty cool. And, you know, we were talking earlier off camera about how um, it doesn't have to look the same. The kids need to be able to create, especially as they get older and feel like they know um, which direction they want to go with it. So giving them different opportunities and different materials is great. Uh, My, the, the, um, the whole concept of makerspace where, you have things in the room and they can choose. So instead of saying, well, you know, all 12 year olds are going to do a round chip box when they decoupage, they have, they can pick what they want to do it on. They can pick the materials they want. So you can get closer to the, just let them do anything they want when they come in or direct them, but there are some choices there. So that can, Absolutely. that can work for that age. Um, my last one is tie blankets, which I do have a video on the show notes that helps explain a little better than I think I'll be able to explain on the podcast. But you would um, have each camper bring in their own fabric um, for their blanket, and you can do it either doll size, dog size, or you know, lap blanket watching TV size, whatever amount of fabric they want to bring. And they bring two uh, separate pieces. 
So um, if you're doing it for watching movies at home on the couch, you might want flannel. Um, but any soft um, material is usually popular. So once they come with their fabric, um, they would cut four inch strips about two inches apart all the way around the edges of both blankets. So you want to lay both blankets together and do your cutting together so that your strips are going to match up. And it saves time not having to do it twice. <laughs> and go around and cut your strips. You can also cut some strips and then tie those before you cut the rest, just so you feel like your blankets are secure and they're not moving around on you while you're trying to cut. Um, and then you would take each of those strips and tie the front one to the back one with a knot up near the base so you have fringe. And at the end, you're going to have um, a fringed blanket with the knots, and um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to see what kind of fabric people come up with when they bring them. Well, you can also do pillows um, nice. if you don't want to do something as big. And um, the starting to tie, you're right, that, that sort of makes them feel like something's happening because it takes so long to cut them in some cases. So uh, they feel like they're making some progress. And you also have to have really good scissors. That's right. <laughs> that can have just your plain little craft scissors, if, especially like if they're cutting fleece or something like that. So it, that's a great project. I've seen people try to use pinking shears to get an exotic edge. Uh, again, it depends on the fabric. That's hard to cut through with pinking yeah. shears. But um, yeah, the, um, the video explains it a little bit better. But it's also a good thing for presents. Um, my daughters have given out Christmas blankets to quite a few people. You can get um, team fad fabric like Cubs or... Um, white socks or bears, whatever team or, that you like to or watch. Eagles. There you go. <laughs> and then it works also for um, boyfriends and that kind of thing as well. So great idea. All right, cricket. Well, a lot of people that know me know that I am obsessed with Scrabble letters. I buy them at yard sales, I look at thrift stores for Scrabble games. I've done the whole Scrabble board and then, you know, just like you're playing Scrabble, put things like happy anniversary and people's names and there's all kinds of things to do like that. Um, you can also do frames where you might do different phrases like dream big or sing loud um, and little other embellishments on there, but that's a pretty simple thing to do. I have a friend who sends me cards and I, she sent me two that have a wonderful picture. And then like this, this card that I, that I have sitting here says believe down the side. So someone is making those cards there. That I think is a really fun way, especially if you know, there's someone who loves Scrabble letters. Um, if it's for camp, the tile holders are great. And at, at Walden, we constantly talk about the zip code for camp. So there are also board games out there. And for some reason, I a lot of people, you find them at yard sales very inexpensively. And they're games that have numbers. So you can easily do a zip code tile. Um, you can do, I did some last summer for people that said, be kind, um, love you, that kind of thing. I was in um, Martha's Vineyard a couple of years ago, and we went into a shop and it said Edgartown which just barely fit. And they were selling it for 
<laughs> so my friend lives in Edgartown and I went home and sent her an Edgartown one for her windowsill. But you can put your camp name, you can put your name. It, it again is a fun, fun gift, sign the bottom. Um, it can really work well. I tend to like to use um, either E6000, which is a um, tube glue clear that a lot of people use for jewelry. I love tight bond. Um, there's another one called weld bond, which is really good when you're gluing on letters. Hot glue, most camps that I know of don't have any campers using glue guns. And the glue on glue guns doesn't necessarily always hold for a long period of time. But if you, um, if you have a camp or a rec department newsletter that you can send and say, we're collecting Scrabble tiles, you'll be amazed at how many people. Every once in a while, I'll find them hanging in a bag on my door with a note, found another Scrabble game. So um, it's an obsession of mine with, <laughs> with Scrabble tiles. You can also buy them. They sell them on Amazon. They sell them on eBay. The biggest problem is so many of the um, the games don't have a lot of Fs. And if you've got a, if you need a Q or a Z or something like that, and you know, if I was doing a mirror and I was putting friends or flowers in the garden of life, I need four Fs. So every once in a while, I'll just be somewhere and they'll be selling tiles and I'll buy individual ones, but you can almost always find enough and it's real easy to accumulate them and buy them. And um, sometimes it can be a short project and sometimes it can be something longer if they're going to do a, a frame. And um, again, on the links that I put, and if you're on the web, uh, there are so many people. Pinterest has just changed everything in the craft world for ideas. And there are people who are just putting a little screw hook in the top and making jewelry, um, bookmarks, Christmas ornaments. Um, there's just a lot of different things. And you could also have somebody just cut pieces for you, use Sharpies and make your own um, tiles. And uh, that's, that's a pretty easy thing to do. And if you've got some fun alphabets for them to look at, they could maybe make the letters fancier cutting um, paint stirs nice. go past the little part where you would hold it. And it's, it's perfect to cut squares to make them too. So it's a lot of ways, but I think Scrabble letters are a really fun thing to do some things with for, for teens. That's great. And you made a great point that sometimes you can actually ask the campers um, to bring from home some materials that you're doing for a project. If you need Frappuccino jars for, um, you know, sand, uh, jars, something like that. Um, they're happy to bring it from home and then it becomes a project for the family to be looking for a few of these parts that you want to use for the project while you're there, especially if you're day camp. So Right. And now is a really good time to, if you do send something out and can ask people for, for things because people are cleaning out and they right. don't know where to take it and they don't know what to do with it. And a lot of people you know, they were artsy people at one point, but they've got all this stuff stockpiled. And, you know, you're, you're looking for stuff. There's people out there. If you just put the word out that you're looking for it, you'll, you'll get a lot of good things with uh, without having to spend money on everything. That's great. Thank you so much, Cricket. Um, please look at our show notes at daycamppod.com for the detailed instructions and uh, examples. And don't forget to tune in next week for a full Day Camp Pod. Have a great day. The Day Camp Podcast is brought to you by Go Camp Pro and the Go Camp Pro Podcast Network. 
find a podcast for camp professionals of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Pros, we love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, we hope that whenever you share an idea that you learn from the Camp Hacker podcast, conference, summer camp professionals group, or wherever else, that you're quick to give credit where credit is due. That way, we can all encourage more Camp Pros to share the tips and tricks that will make camp better.